It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 245 of Locked On Raptors for Monday, December 13th. That's not Monday. You're an idiot, Sean. It's Wednesday, uh, December 13th. I'm, of course, your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find my work on Twitter at WoodleySean and at uh, Locked On Raptors as well. Uh, that's where you find links to every single episode of the show. You can uh, check out LockedOnRaptors.com for all the work I've done of late. I've got a couple things up there right now. I wrote about Danielle Marshall for the Locked On Raptors advent calendar today. Uh, 12 days to go till Christmas. So I wrote about his 12-3 game against Philly back in 2005. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that one, so make sure you check that out. Danielle Marshall was like really freaking good for the Raptors. I also wrote about Serge Ibaka in What Didn't Suck. That's my column that happens after every time the Raptors lose. Uh, it's been a while since I did it because the Raptors hadn't lost for six games until they lost to the Clippers on Monday. Uh, so I wrote about Serge Ibaka and him playing pretty well in that game and just kind of his general hot streak right now. Uh, he's looking pretty good. Uh, before I get into today's show, which is going to be, I don't know if you remember what I did last season, uh, there were a couple times where I went through and did like a quarter-by-quarter quarter breakdown of a game. Actually, I think I did it for a game against the Suns, and I'm going to do that today as well. Uh, I'm going to go through each quarter. Uh, after each quarter, I'm going to record like a five-minute little thing on what happened in the quarter, kind of break it down. Uh, and then halftime will come along, I'll do a halftime thing, I'll finish up with a little bit of a recap at the end of the game. Uh, it's a, you know, Obviously, it's not the freshest way to do it because things change over the course of a game, but I uh, got a nice response from this last season. Season, and I think it's kind of interesting to hear sort of the ups and downs of watching a Raptors game over the course of a night. So uh, that's going to be this episode of the podcast. Uh, before I get to that, though, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that, of course, is Draft. Fantasy basketball fans, listen up. If you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. There's no trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last minute injuries for you. Uh, if you get have someone who you know gets scratched last minute with back tightness or the flu or something like that, it'll send you a little push notification to get you to fill in the spot. It's very easy. Uh, usually there's lots of good players available because they're small leagues, so you're not getting hurt too, too badly. Uh, drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part, you play for cold, hard cash. That's right, drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everybody. You can play free as well, but you can play for a dollar, three bucks, five bucks, seven bucks, nine bucks, on up to hundreds of dollars if you want to. Uh, and it's a really great way to just, it's low leverage. If you lose a couple bucks one night, you'll probably make a couple bucks back the next night. It's no big deal. There's no salary caps. You play in a real live snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league, except there's no commitments, and that is awesome. Come and join me on Draft today. You can download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join the game in minutes or play right from your computer at draft.com whatever you want in canada there is no app just yet for android users so if you are an android user you got to use draft.com but it's a very easy and and you know 
pretty simple interface for people to figure out, so make sure you're checking it out at draft.com. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code. And that promo code is LORAPTORS. That's LORAPTORS as in Locked on Raptors, all one word. That's where you play a real money game for free just for using my promo code LORAPTORS on your first deposit on draft. Every Wednesday on the Locked On Podcast Network is Draft Wednesday. All the hosts are, are putting on shows for their listeners, putting on leagues for their listeners to play. Uh, and you can do that with me as well. I host, I host a Locked On Raptors League. If you follow me at Locked On Sean, uh, you'll be able to see all of the, the leagues that I post every Wednesday, sometimes throughout the week as well. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a really great way to sort of interact with the listeners and for you guys to steal my money. Uh, so make sure you're signing up to Draft. Download the app today. It's free uh, and you get a free deposit with your first, sorry, you get a free entry with your first deposit. Just use the promo code LORAPTORS and thanks to Draft for sponsoring the podcast. All right, let's get into it now. Uh, I will get back to you to continue this podcast after the first quarter of Raptors Suns. So uh, nothing further to go here. The Raptors play the Suns. The, the Suns are bad. The Raptors are good. Raptors are looking for a win uh, after a pretty rough game in uh, LA on Saturday, or not Saturday. I am lost right now on Monday. Uh, so yeah, the, the, we'll come back after the first quarter. We'll break it down and then we'll uh, we'll go on with the rest of the podcast. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks to Draft for sponsoring the show, and I will talk to you after the end of the first quarter. Cheers. All right, so first quarter over, the Raptors are leading 37-31. Uh, just a heads up, I'm behind the PVR as I record this. Uh, I probably will be until probably the end of the game, actually. I'm pretty far behind, but uh, so I'm not, I don't have the benefit of up-to-date uh, just quarter-by-quarter quarter box scores. I just have what is currently, uh, so the game's at like halftime right now as I recorded the first quarter recap. But uh, the Raptors, I think the thing I'm coming away with is that the Raptors' offense is just... It's so healthy right now. Um, the Raptors, 37 points in that in that quarter. They were finally hitting some threes after missing a bunch against the Clippers on Monday. Uh, that's not going to be the, the the common thing for them, I don't think, The, the what happened on Monday against the Clippers. I just think they... The looks they get are so good at this point that uh, you know they're kind of reliable to be a pretty good three-point shooting team. They're getting a ton of looks as well, and they're going to start following more often. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, they have been following more often than they were on Monday, but um, so I'm not I'm not worried about that game sort of being any sort of a, a, like a beginning of a big regression or anything like that because the guys they have shooting most of their threes are guys you want shooting a lot of threes. That is except for Jonas Valanciunas, who. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with him, man. He's looked really good in this game so far. The two straight really nice games for him. Of course, he usually def- plays much better against sort of more ground-bound, typical, uh, sort of prototypical centers. And uh, up against Greg Monroe, he's not really dominated Greg Monroe in his career, but he played pretty well so far tonight. Uh, 10 points in the first quarter for Jonas. He hit a three. Uh, he's four of eight now from three on the season. And I've talked about this a little bit, but... You know, it's nice that he's able to take the odd one here and there as like a trailer or whatever. I don't think they're going to really really sort of incorporate him as like a regular go-to like pick-and-pop shooter or anything like that because he doesn't have much of a, of a game in terms of like attacking closeouts and things like that. Uh, so it, that kind of limits his utility and, and actually how much he's actually spacing the floor when he's out there, you know, standing at the corners or standing in the when he's coming up to, you know, flash up to the wing to, to take a three in a pick-and-pop scenario. So I don't think we're going to see it all that much more often from him, but it's nice to see, I guess that he's willing to fire it away and he's always had a pretty nice stroke he's always been a great free throw shooter so maybe it makes sense that he's hitting these with such uh you know i mean he's four of eight so it's the tiniest sample you could possibly ask for but uh he looks pretty good doing it and uh you know he's he's pretty like i don't know it's fun it's a fun thing to add into the game uh when Jonas is taking threes and 
There was a whole bunch of stuff made about him not playing late in the game against the Clippers on Monday. There are still reasons why he's not the most effective player uh, to, to have out there in crunch time. Most of them are defensive and, the, and sort of tied to how Serge Ibaka plays with him defensively, but uh, a good quarter from Jonas nonetheless. So I think that's probably the takeaway from this. DeMar played pretty well as well, uh, but Jonas, uh, I think, is probably the standout guy from the quarter. He made a really nice pass as well to DeMar on, the, on a cut that was uh, kind of out of character, and we've, we've seen a little bit more sort of the cheeky pass passing from from Jonas to, uh, this season so far the pass he made to DeMar was this like beautiful pass he was like all the way up at the three-point line and he found him on a cut so um the Raptors offense just looks healthy right now I think that's the best way I can describe it uh Kyle Lowry had a great assist on a Serge Ibaka three where Kyle drove and there was just I mean again it's the Suns so it's hard to really pull all that much positive away from it but the Suns like the, I mean the, the Raptors are playing offense at a level that I'm not sure many teams can really defend let alone the Suns so the fact that they scored 37 points on the Suns I think is probably a good sign like you're supposed to dominate the, the opponents that you're far superior to obviously they're giving up 31 points is not amazing um, and they got to work on that of course but uh, I think overall, just my biggest takeaway from the first quarter is that the Raptors offense is humming. Uh, it looks really good, and the, the culture reset is still alive and well, as I think it's been for the last like month and a half now. So uh, I'm going to get going for the second quarter here. Once again, I'm behind. Uh, so if my recaps are a little weird because I don't have the box scores in front of me that are up to date, that's uh, my apologies. But uh, I think that'll be fine. Uh, so I'm going to go with the second quarter here, and I'll uh, be back again after that uh, to break down the first half. Cheers. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, first half of the books, the Raptors lead 58-52. Weird second quarter, kind of a tale of two halves of the quarter. It started off really rough for the Raptors. Uh, They started with that all-bench unit, which has been struggling of late, and they gave up an 11-6 run to start the quarter, Uh, eventually lost the lead for a second. Uh, They were down 48-45. The starters kind of got it back, but... Let's go to the beginning of that quarter. Uh, just a really rough go for that bench unit after, again, four or five games of just kind of regressing back to, like, well below, I think, expectations, really, even though uh, I expected them to come back to earth a little bit. This has kind of been a little bit of an extreme drop. Uh, and I guess the guy that you want to look at is Norman Powell. He was just, this is one of the worst quarters I've ever seen Norm play. Uh, just can't really find his spot within the offense. He, you know, you'd figure... With DeLon right out and with the kind of the collection of guys he's playing with in the second unit, 
Powell should be able to kind of get his own shot and kind of do a bit of creating and be a catalyst, but he's kind of just getting stuff thrown to him, and he's not really taking advantage. Uh, he's kind of just, again, he's doing the thing he did at the start of the season with the starting five, where the ball would swing to him, but it wouldn't be after any sort of ball movement or getting a defense rotating. It would be just sort of in the natural course of just like setting up the offense, and then he just kind of go into his stuff, um, and he had like three or four botched layup attempts. He, he just he looked really rough out there. Um, and he's really, I think, been kind of the reason this second unit has not been very good. And that's harsh to say, but Powell has been the, the difference in, in, in the lineups that they've had in the past. You know, they had OG in there with the second unit to start the season. Uh, Powell is now in there as the as the wing on the, on the in that unit next to CJ Miles, and it's just not gone well at all. That unit right now coming into the game, and this is going to be worse after what they did tonight, um, and I'm sure we'll see them again at some point, and that'll be arduous, I'm sure, too. Uh, but coming into the night, the Miles, Pirtle, Powell, Siakam, Van Vliet lineup, uh, 47 minutes together, which is like not a ton, but it's the fourth most used lineup for the Raptors, so it's pretty much all we got to go on. 92.2 uh, offensive rating, 104.6 defensive rating for a minus 12.4 net rating. Just not what you want to see. Their defensive rebounding rate is awful. It's about 74%. Um, their overall rebounding rate is about 46%. It's just, it's not been a good unit. They're getting torched on both ends of the floor at this point. And Powell is just, I'm not sure what he's doing uh, to, you know, he has a blueprint for how to be good. Like, he's been good before um, in this role where he can kind of be like the spark plug that when it swings to him, he can kind of make things happen because his first step is so electric. He's so hard to keep in front of if you're a defender, um, but he's not taking advantage of it. He's kind of telegraphing all of his drives. Teams are just like, they just know what's coming. There was one play. Uh, where he got the ball sort of at the top of the nail uh, and drove, I think it was on Greg Monroe. Uh, it was one of their one of the bigs on Phoenix, and th you could tell from like the five seconds out that it was going to get blocked or, or contested, and it wasn't going to end well for Powell. But he just drove into it anyway, um, and it just that's kind of summed up his season so far. Uh, he's down to 13 minutes a game over the last three or four games as well, which is you know if there's someone who deserves to be out of the rotation, if the Raptors are trying to pare things down and make it shorter, you know Powell has been the worst player of all these guys this season so I guess it makes sense it is weird though because they're they obviously invested him with the, with the with the extension they gave him and obviously he's going to be an important part to this team and I got a question today in the mailbag uh, podcast that I was going to do uh, today but I'm going to do tomorrow instead um, I got a question for it that was like when do we start worrying about the norm extension and I don't no, I'm not there yet but like if he keeps playing like this then yeah he's not going to live up to his his contract, but I, I'm not too worried about it. I think he'll get it. We've seen it before. He's you know saved the Raptors' asses in two playoff series before. Um, like he, I don't think he's just lost his ability to play. I just think he's kind of going through the motions a little bit, trying to figure out exactly what his role is, um, which is interesting because his entire career has been spent without a role, and he's excelled pretty much in every role he's been thrown in, sort of on on a whim by Dwayne Casey. Uh, this season, it seemed a lot more defined for him. You know, it started off, he was going to be the third wing and he was going to be the guy to sort of play off of Kyle and DeMar and be able to, you know, make things happen that way is sort of the, the just the, the pressure released valve for those guys. And he didn't do that very well. And it's been kind of the same thing, maybe a bit more of a primary role with a second unit since he got back from injury. And he hasn't taken advantage of that either. So I don't know what to make of Powell's season so far. That's probably the biggest takeaway, I think, from this quarter, though, is that Powell just continues to really struggle um, in in the quarter, uh, what are his numbers here? Uh, five minutes played, 0 for 4 from the field, uh, minus 6. 
and that that's that that unit was uh, was not very good. But they kind of brought it back a little bit later in the quarter without Powell on the floor. Um, OG Ananobi picked up his third foul late, uh, and Lorenzo Brown actually got the call ahead of a Powell or or CJ Miles, although Miles had played quite a bit throughout the game. So that's uh, I think probably a statement from Dwayne Casey. If Lorenzo Brown's getting minutes over you, that's not a great uh, indicator of how you've been playing. Poor Lorenzo Brown too. Guy comes in the game, he looks all excited. The guy's so scared to shoot all the damn time. Ball comes to him, and then shot clock violation on the shot uh, that he put it, and, and he, uh, it ended up going in, but obviously called back because of the violation. Poor Lorenzo Brown. Feel bad for that guy. Um, he needs some courage of some sort to be able to shoot more often. Uh, some good stuff from that quarter. The second half of the quarter, things kind of came back together because the starters came in, and the starters are playing out of their minds right now. And in particular, Jonas and Serge. Uh, Jonas so far, 15.7 boards. Uh, he's got a steal as well. The steal he got is like one of my favorite plays of the season so far. For some reason, the Suns were trying to post up Greg Monroe like at the three-point line, which seems ill-advised to me. Um, and Jonas did a really good job at denying the entry pass from like the logo. It was just I don't understand the offense that the Suns are running. Um, but so he denied the entry pass. He 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 poked it away, got the steal, tried to dribble it up the court himself, uh, and then got it poked away out of bounds. And uh, our, our boy Jack Armstrong made a Magic Johnson, Tragic Johnson pun, and it was uh, it was very good and and wonderful. Um, but yeah, Jonas has been really good. He's looking confident. He's six of nine from the field. Very nice. Um, and he's, uh, yeah, he, he just looks great. He, he's taken a mid-range jumper as well to add to that three he took in the first quarter. And then Serge is just playing out of his mind right now. He's five of seven. He's two of two from three. Uh, he had an offensive rebound that he just kind of bullied his way to late in that game, late in the quarter. Um, and he got the bucket off of that. And then he's got six boards, which like we haven't seen him rebound like this. Uh, very often, but he's doing that too. And at the end of the quarter, he had a really great contest as well to keep the Suns from scoring a bucket there. The Raptors closed the quarter on a 13-4 run, uh, so that's a positive sign, I think, that the, the starters are continuing. They're going to keep adding up to their uh, their net rating totals because, man, it, I, OG wasn't out there for the last little bit because he had foul trouble, but the, that four-man unit of uh, Kyle, DeMar, Serge, and Jonas, they're really figuring it out. And almost it's like their offense is too good to really for the defense to really matter. And it probably will matter against better teams, and teams will exploit that when it's not a random night in the regular season. But for now, those guys are killing it, and uh, that's very encouraging. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, pretty good tonight too as well. Very efficient. He's got 13 points on a 4 of 8 shooting, 5 of 5 from free th- uh, from the free throw line. 0 of 3 from deep. Uh, I don't remember him taking threes. I don't, I have these, those, those three threes are a mystery to me as to where they came from. Um, but maybe I'm not paying enough attention because I'm an idiot. Who knows? Um, but he's got three assists as well, two boards. He's been really good. Kyle Lowry, quiet again. Um, his offense is kind of back to what it was in the first part of the season. I'm not worried that it's going to stay there because we saw what happens when you worry about Kyle Lowry. He comes out and drops his nuts on the league for an entire month and shoots 55% from three or whatever it is, um, or whatever it was for the last month. So I'm not too concerned about you know the the, the poor shooting from the last couple of games. Um, just two points tonight, both from the line. Five assists though, uh, so he's you know still doing Kyle Lowry things. He's still a plus six. Um, I'm not too concerned about Kyle Lowry shooting because he will figure it out because he's Kyle Lowry and that's what he does. Um, yeah, just uh, you know the Raptors' offense—they're just getting whatever they want at this point. They only had uh, 21 points in the quarter, but uh, they're kind of getting all the shots they want. They just missed a few probably bunnies that you think they'd probably make most of the time. Mostly Norm Powell layups like that should be a shot he's making. Um, but yeah, they're kind of getting anything they want. CJ Miles getting what he wants. He's two of five from the field, one of two from deep, still firing away whenever he wants. So 
Um, yeah, it's all good right now. The, the, I feel like this is one of those games, this has happened over the last couple weeks, where the Raptors will play a bad team. They're not going to blow them out by 25, but they'll just kind of be ahead for most of the game. Um, I'm sure once the, the quarter starts up here, we're going to see the Raptors go on another run uh, with their starting five because they're just much better. There's a lot's being made about the, the bench unit for the Suns putting up a lot of points. Um, that's good. And like Troy Daniels is three of five from deep. Like, congrats to him. He's playing really well. But I just think the starters for the the Suns are just kind of crap. So it doesn't it doesn't it's not a huge surprise that the bench guys are putting up some points. You know, Mike James is probably just as good as Tyler Eulis at this point. Uh, Dragon Bender is actually showing some signs of life tonight. He hit a three, had a block shot. Uh, I think one of his blocks was on Norm uh, because Norm can't get out of his own way right now. Um, and then you got like Alex Len with seven points. Uh, Troy Daniels with 14. That's super weird, but that's is what it is. Two guys from the starting five for the Suns are without points so far. Marquise Chris, Josh Jackson. Uh, it's just not a very good starting five. Like It's not a very good team. And the Raptors seem like they're probably in control of this one, so I'm not too concerned. Uh, I guess we'll see. The, the beauty of doing these up-to-date uh, quarter-by-quarter reaction podcasts is that they make me look like an idiot sometimes. So maybe I will look like an idiot a month, uh, uh, half an hour from now when the Raptors are trailing in the middle of the fourth quarter. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe not because I, I have a feeling they're probably not because the Suns are very bad. And I think the Raptors are going to try to, you know, put this one away early if they can. Maybe get Kyle Harry some rest in the fourth quarter if they can have a nice big third quarter here. They've had some nice third quarters. It's weird how for a time there, the third quarter was like the big bugaboo for the Raptors. But uh, now it's become like their strength as the starting five and, and Ben units have kind of flipped. And the second quarter has become the issue uh, for the team right now. Um, but that second quarter was fine. It was 21-21. It wasn't anything great. It wasn't anything too terrible. The bench unit uh, was not very good, and I- I'm curious to see what the numbers are going to slip to after this. But uh, the starters, again, pretty solid, very promising. So uh, that's all I got on the first half. We're going to get into the second half in just a second here. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll-, I'll be back once it's over. It's starting up right now. And uh, we will talk to you after the third quarter uh, with hopefully the Raptors well ahead. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, so third quarter's over. DeMar DeRozan's really good. That's pretty much all I got. Uh, DeMar with uh, 31 points on 11 of 19 after three. Uh, just unstoppable in that quarter. Can't really, like, there wasn't much else really of note. Uh, Kyle Lowry hit a three. He did some Kyle Lowry things. Uh, the Raptors are up 13 now, and it just kind of seems like it's over. I don't know. DeMar DeRozan, uh, like, I don't, the, the Suns had no answer. I have no words. Uh, again, he had uh, 18 points in the quarter on 7 of 11 shooting. Got to the line a bunch. Picked up a couple extra assists. He's, uh, DeMar DeRozan's really freaking good. That's pretty much all my analysis for the third quarter. We'll be back again after the fourth quarter. Uh, I am assuming the Raptors have this one squared away, but I guess we'll see. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you in a little while with uh, the final recap once this one is over. All right, Kyle Lowry's just taking a couple of free throws here. That's going to wrap this one up. The Raptors uh, almost made me look really dumb. I talked about at the end of the third quarter how I thought this was pretty much in the bag. DeMar Rosen had an incredible third quarter that put them up by 13. 
But of course I should have considered the fact that the second unit was going to come in, and I talked about how bad their net rating has been so far. It is going to go down the sewer after what happened at the start of the, th the fourth quarter here. Um, just a, a brutal start to the quarter. Troy Daniels came out and just had a 10 run of his own, hit a couple threes. They went on a 12-0 run in the first 238 of the, of the fourth quarter uh, to get it to 92-89. And then it was just kind of back and forth for the rest of the way. Very, like, not much flow for the last part of this game. Uh, and it's just finishing up here. The Raptors win 115-109. Uh, yeah, not much flow, lots of fouls, lots of uh, stoppages, timeouts, and things like that. And uh, But the Raptors end up pulling it out. And yeah, not the best win in the world. You're not going to feel great about this. It felt pretty hairy there for a second then uh, as it was winding down. And like, yeah, the Raptors just didn't play all that particularly well late here. Um, Norm Powell, I think his struggles continued just... Uh, it was troublesome, man. Uh, he had a really bad pass to Yakupertle on the roll. He uh, he had a couple. I think he got blocked again in the first quarter. Yeah, he got blocked uh, or had a really bad drive once again. One of those telegraph drives that I was talking about in the last uh, at halftime, and he just was awful. And when he got taken out, finally, mercifully, uh, which wasn't actually right away, uh, the Raptors' first change came at about uh, I guess it was about eight minutes in the in the quarter. Um, they, they took uh, Pascal Siakamo for Surge, and Surge kind of steadied the ship a little bit. He was really good. Uh, Surge finished this game with 21-13, uh, and 3-3 uh, three three from deep for Surge. This was one of his best games as a Raptor, I think. He was incredible. Uh, his rebounding was just huge, considering he got two rebounds from Kyle Lowry, who's been rebounding like a center for most of the season so far. Um, he's, uh, you know, th those rebounds were very much needed for the Raptors, and, and Surge played really well, and I thought once he came back in in the fourth quarter, things kind of stabilized a little bit, but even then, it just wasn't all that smooth for the Raptors. DeMar kind of got a little bit uh, iso-heavy, I think, a little bit late in the game. I was worried. He had a couple missed shots that I was like, all right, this could devolve into something pretty bad here uh, if he doesn't start you know, moving it around a little bit more. But he did, to his credit. Um, he finished with 37 points. He kind of put it away late. Uh, and I think the most impressive possession from him was like the final Suns possession. They were down 4, 113-109, about 10 seconds on the clock. He played unbelievable defense on TJ Warren. Um to uh, force a really tough two-pointer from, from Warren. Uh, that missed, of course. Lowry grabbed the rebound, and Lowry uh, hit the free throws to, to seal it at the end there. Um, and that defensive possession was just as impressive as any of the offense throws have put in tonight. Um, but yeah, just uh, a, a very uneven fourth quarter. Troy Daniels, I mean... Sometimes the dude just going to go off. Daniels in this game was 11 of 16, 7 of 10 from deep for 32 points. I mean, you don't expect that to happen, but he was just unstoppable. So uh, good on him, I suppose. He hit seven of the Suns' eight threes on the night overall. They were seven of, I'm sorry, eight of 24 alone. Daniels was seven of 10. So it uh, gives you a, a bit of an inkling as to how good he was. Um, but yeah, what, the Raptors went with this weird closing lineup. I guess it's not weird. We've seen it a bunch now at this point. Uh, both Serge and Jonas close together, which we haven't seen a ton of. But uh, Lowry, uh, DeRozan, they were joined by Fred Van Vliet, who I'm not, I don't really know what to think about this whole uh, closing lineup with Fred Van Vliet because I'm kind of indifferent to it. I like that he's a good shooter out there. He's been a pretty good defender, even though he's undersized. Um, and when you have smaller guards out there for, this is a point William Liu pointed out, like he's out there for defense on the smaller guards and he's quick and can stick with them. Um, so that's good, I suppose. But the thing I don't get is why when he's out there, it feels like they have him initiate the offense all the time. And that just seems like a, like a very, it's like, a, it's kind of a waste of a possession when you have DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry out there also. Um, 
you know, Fred Van Vliet is a good three-point shooter. You can have him spot up off the ball. He did hit a three late in this game that was a, a pretty big one for the Raptors that kind of stemmed the tide a little bit. Um, and when he's off the ball, he's a lot more effective, I think. He can attack closeouts kind of in the way Norm Powell does, a little less effective there and more of a playmaking uh, angle to, to, to his play when he's doing that. But um, yeah, the, the Van Vliet closing lineup, I'm not a huge fan of just because they asked Van Vliet to do too much on offense when you're not really maximizing Kyle and DeMar out there. Um, and it leads to turnovers. Uh, it leads to just kind of wonky, less effective offense because, you know, understandably, the offense is being initiated by a guy who's just not Kyle Lowry or DeMar, or DeMar DeRozan. So that's something I would tweak going forward. Um, the bench was still not good in this game. Actually worse in terms of output, in terms of total of points, because C.J. Miles had a rough night as opposed to being pretty good against the Clippers. Um, you know, Siakam just two points. Miles, two of six uh, for five points. Powell, 0 of six. Just uh, not much from the from the bench in this one. And, uh, you know, the, the starters, though, they really brought it together uh, late in the game. It wasn't great by any means, and the Raptors almost blew it, but they were good enough to, to stem the tide. Uh, Lowry hit two threes in this game. That was big. He finished with 12 points and 7 assists, which not great and still very much in line with his first 8 or 9 games or so. But um, he, uh, you know, the, the rest of the team, DeMar DeRozan, once again, really good. 12-24, 37 points. Uh, got away from a little bit in the fourth quarter there, but he kind of reined it back in. And again, that great great defensive possession. Jonas Valanciunas, too, his second straight 20-10 and 10 game. He had 20-11, and 11, um, and he got the closing job uh, for this game. And that was nice to see, you know. We, there's lots of reasons why I don't think Jonas should close the most important games. This is not one of the most important games. And this is a game uh, kind of, uh, you know, I, I'm okay with what Dwayne Casey did in this game because obviously uh, this is not a super, like, high leverage game or anything like that. The Suns aren't particularly good. When the Raptors tried, they were just better by default. Um, so I like that Casey kind of stuck with some things. You know, even though the second unit had been awful um, and got had scored 12 nothing, he came back out with essentially the same unit, uh, just with Surgeon for Pascal uh, after the first time out if they were down 12 nothing, And they didn't, you know, exactly, you know, stay good in that situation. Um, there was still a lot of, uh, you know, just miscues on offense and defense, both ends of the floor. It wasn't very smooth. Uh, Surge was kind of the steadying force there, and he kind of uplifted everybody else in that unit. But I do like that Casey, in a game that probably doesn't mean all that much in the grand scheme of things, was like, all right, let's just see if these guys can work these things out against a subpar team. They couldn't, but I appreciate Casey giving them the shot to do it because, once again, losing this game, while it would have sucked in the moment, ultimately wouldn't have been that big a deal for the, for the course of the whole season. Um, but yeah, so, and then playing Jonas Valanciunas, once again, I, I like rewarding the guy who, who had a really nice game, rebounded incredibly well, was a plus 16 on the night, uh, you know, 7 of 12 from the field, he hit that 3, 5 of 8 from the line, uh, he hit a very clutch free throw late to put the Raptors up 4 after missing the first of 2, um, and uh, yeah, just a nice game from Jonas and Serge, probably their best game together, non-game against the Pelicans division this season, I would say, uh, they were really good, combined for 41 and uh, 24, which is, uh, which is lovely, and some very excellent offense as well, 15 of 23 from the field for those guys, 4 of 4 from deep from those guys, and they weren't all from Serge, so that's fun. Um, so yeah, this game, it got away from the Raptors late. It had very much a Clippers feel in that they just kind of, you know, kind of let it slip away out of nowhere. Uh, Troy Daniels had a lot to do with that, but uh, ultimately they they held on. They're the better team, and I'm not surprised they did. And the, and the starters were good enough at the end, uh, even though Van Vliet, I, I, I would still like to see C.J. Miles in those situations more a little bit, I think. Like, Miles hasn't closed many games at all this season. He played just 17 minutes tonight. 
have Miles out there for 25 minutes. I don't see the harm in that. Uh, maybe he'll get that run later in the season towards the the playoffs. But uh, I think for now, like I, I would really like to see. Um, yeah, I, I like to see him play a little bit more late in these games. Uh, I just feel like he complements Lowry to Rosen pretty well. We haven't seen him play all that much with those two, um, and I wouldn't mind seeing that a little bit more. So that's all I have from this game. The Raptors, uh, you know, pulled it out 115-109. They're, they're now 18-8 and on the season. They go back home. Uh, they play the Nets and the Kings in the next two games, so that should be reasonably easy. I would assume, you know, we never assume anything, I suppose, because they almost just lost to the Kings after losing to the Clippers. Sorry, almost just lost to the Suns after losing to the Clippers, but uh, Raptors are a good team, and uh, pretty confident that the this road trip, while it wasn't the smoothest the entire time, I think it'll be, you know, the stepping stone to better things this month, probably, because they'll go home and they'll be more comfortable, blah, 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 and, uh, you know, you would assume that Kyle Lowry will bust out of his funk a little bit you know, in, in the coming games here, and uh, if Serge Ibaka can continue this, what he's doing lately, that's just a whole new world for the Raptors if he and Lowry are both clicking at the same time, which they haven't really at this point so far this season. So here's hoping that comes pretty soon. Uh, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Hope you guys like the format. If you've never heard it before, um, I haven't done it since like probably like March of last season. So I'll probably try to do this a little bit more because um, it is fun. It's kind of it keeps me engaged in the game. And uh, yeah, if you like it, feedback, whatever, feel free to send it to me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. Please go to the iTunes page, leave a rating, leave a review. It takes no time at all. It's very easy, and it's uh, it's very much appreciated when you do that because it helps to move us up the rankings and makes us more discoverable. It makes us more more visible and uh, i think that's something everybody wants so please do that um if you uh i'll be back again on tomorrow i'm gonna do that mailbag podcast i talked about earlier i'm gonna take take some of the questions that were sent in uh, i'll try to get a guest on for that too uh, because they're fun with guests so uh, if you have other questions you want to send in please at woodley sean just hit me on twitter and i'll answer those in the podcast i was going to do a post for those this week but i just don't really have the time to commit to it this week um just worth uh, working things like that so we'll do it in a podcast and uh, make it easy and go back vintage because we used to do this every week um, all right thanks so much for tuning in uh, once again at woodley sean on twitter and uh locked on raptors on itunes leave ratings leave reviews all the good stuff locked on podcast network all the shows are, are great and uh insightful and provide lots of information on all the nba and nfl teams so please do that as well on itunes and whatever podcast catcher you use All right, everybody, have a great night. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will talk to you on Thursday with another episode of Lockdown Raptors. Cheers. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.